Welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday, where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael. This week, we're airing a message entitled, Living in the Past. And in this week's message, the preacher will bring a lesson of wisdom to those who may be struggling with this. The Bible is clear that your best days don't have to be behind you. You can have a meaningful, joyful, fulfilling life, no matter what stage you're in. God has given us a book that shows us how to live this kind of life, and it doesn't matter if you're young, old, or somewhere in between. And we pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. If you would like to hear today's message again, or other messages by Pastor DeMichael, please stay tuned until the end of today's program for more information. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. And I have to admit, if I didn't have the Lord, getting old would be a, a, a progressively sadder and sadder and sadder thing because the realization would hit you that, is that it? Going forward, it's all about what I have to give up? You know, as you're younger, you're looking forward to the things you can start doing, right? <clears throat> you know, you're a little goomer and, hey, you know, I, you know little kids... Little boys especially, because, you know, getting out of the diapers is a big deal, and they feel real proud of themselves, and I don't wear them anymore, and now they're walking, and that's when things get dangerous around the house, right? And then they get a little bit older, and they start learning, and, and, and they tell you their ABCs, and they start to read, and they're getting excited, and they're getting bigger, and, and then pretty soon they're riding a bike, and they're roller skating, and then one day they're, they're asking for the keys of the car, but, but everything is about what they're going to start doing that they couldn't do. And they're going to get married someday and, that, and all that. And, but, but you get older, it's about things you can't do anymore. And then you go back to that diaper thing. <laughs> it's not fair, is it? <laughs> but, but you know what? We're hey, hey, newsflash. Hey, getting older is better than the alternative anyways, isn't it? Right? Because if you ain't getting older, then you ain't. Newsflash, we're going to get older. We're going to change. It's part of life. You know what we need to do with it? Just get wiser. Just get wiser. Because that's the blessing of old age is wisdom. How about this one? Families. Families change. Families grow up. Families grow up. Kids grow up. They get married. They grow up. I was talking to my uh, daughter-in-law the other day on the phone. I got a 13-year-old grandson now, and every time I see him, he's, just, he's, he's growing like, a, like a, a weed. And she said, we bought him size 12 shoes, had to bring them back. They weren't big enough. They gave us 13s. He couldn't get into those, and so they said, we'll order them the largest size we have, and that's a 14. He's 13 and he's wearing a 14. They're growing them bigger now. Look around here. I stand in the floor and every three or four of them standing there and I feel like I'm standing among the redwoods. I'm 6'1". You know, some of them are bumping seven feet, I guess. But people grow. Families grow up. Kids grow up. They marry. They move. For a while there, we had all three of our married kids here. And then Katie and Matt. Matt got another job over in the Seattle area, and this worked out better for them because the OSH 
OHSU hospital there in Portland was good for Chloe. She's got all kinds of special needs, so they, they ended up going west, and then my son and daughter-in-law took the three boys and went back east, and I told him, I said, Funny, son, you want to go, that's fine, just leave the three boys. <laughs> you know, you and your wife, you can leave, but just leave the three grandkids. Uh, but those things happen, and then there's funerals. Amen? There's funerals. And uh, going back to Chicago just doesn't have that much appeal anymore because that's where we're from, but there's not many people left back there. And, but you know what? As believers, we look forward to heaven. We, 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 look, forward to, we look forward to heaven. We, we look forward as Christians to an eternal family because this family here isn't all we got. We've got more than that. Amen? And I think of all the brethren that have gone home to be with the Lord that were once a part of this church. And I think of that great reunion. So people change. We change. Families change. Business change. Seems that the only constant in business anymore is change. Uh, our country has changed. Indeed, we're a house divided. But you know what I would say? We're still the best country there is. And we should still pray for our country. Take your Bibles and turn to 1 Timothy chapter 2. Uh, folks, it, it seems that the only thing that people can do when it comes to their country is gripe. Griping is a great American pastime. You know what, folks? It shouldn't be a Christian pastime. It shouldn't be. Now, a lot of emphasis on voting, midterm elections. We just had those. Big emphasis on voting. But, but for Christians, there's something we can do for our country that is, is far greater than voting. Now, if you said that to most people, you'd say, well, what in the world could that possibly be? Uh, uh, a run for office? Uh, contribute to, you know, to, to the right political party or something like that? Well, look what the Bible says here. Look, at he says in verse 1, I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Folks, that isn't just a little mealtime prayer. Look what he says. He says supplications, prayers, intercessions, giving of thanks. And by the way, we're to, we're to give thanks, look at verse 2, for kings and for all that are in authority. Uh, it doesn't matter who's the president, whether you agree with his policies or not, God says you're supposed to pray for him. And you're supposed to give thanks for him. Supposed to give thanks for him. I gotta admit, I have fallen down on this one at times. You know, and the guy I don't like is the president for four years or eight years. But the Bible says we're to give thanks for him. And everything give thanks, the Bible says. Um, and, and he says here, why? That we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. Well, you know, okay, so here come the conspiracy theorists. Oh no, I don't have to do that, and I don't have to pay my taxes, and I don't have to follow the speed limit because, you know. Because so and so is in office, and just take your pick. You know, when Obama was in office, all the conservatives look, could look at it this way, and when uh, President Trump is in office, now the, the liberals look at it this way. But the Bible doesn't say it that way. Stop and think about this. You need to look at this as a Christian. Who was in control when Paul wrote this? Caesar, Nero. Do you ever read about what he did? Come on now, folks. This is a good amen spot right here. 
I mean, you know, well, we shouldn't pay our taxes if the government is corrupt. Jesus paid the tax when they were feeding Christians to lions in the Colosseum. Basically, Peter, and, and wouldn't you like to find that fish that had your taxes in it on April 15th? Has that gold piece in his mouth, the equivalent of your taxes? And the Lord said, okay, now go take that, Peter, and pay for you and me, lest they be offended. In other words, Jesus said, I'm not here to fight those battles. I got bigger fish to fry, no pun intended. Okay, so we're to give thanks, we're to pray for them. And look what he says in verse 3, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Pray for our leaders. Pray for our representatives. Pray because we have some men and women that are godly, that love the Lord, that want to serve, that want to be a public servant, that want to make a difference. And pray for them because they're in a battle if they want to do right. And then pray that our... Pray that our president gets saved. Pray that our leaders get saved. That's what God's called us to do. So countries change. Folks, ours is still the best. Churches change. Now, I'm not talking about the book. I'm not talking about irreducible minimums. Someone said something to me about 10 years ago. They said, and I've been preaching for 40 years now. I would have been preaching 30 years then. I'm 62. I would have been about 52. He said, well, you... Your preaching has changed like that was a bad thing. You know what? I'm glad I'm not preaching today 40 years later the way I preached 40 years ago. It needs to change. It needs to get better. Um, I believe I've grown. I believe I've matured. I believe I'm not as rough. Now, there's nothing wrong with preaching hard, but I decided one day... I, I'm going to try, if, if something's going to offend you, I want it to be the Word of God, not me. Now, I know we live in this hypersensitive culture where, you know, all you got to do is say hello and you can fence, offend somebody and safe zones and colleges and all that other nonsense. But, but, but God, like an old preacher said one time to me, he said, he said, when I was a young preacher, he said, I looked out at the congregation and I saw many black eyes and bloody noses. <laughs> Well, that's not my goal. I hear these preachers say, no, I'm going to rip their face off. You know, maybe I don't want my face ripped off. Maybe I want to keep my face. It's the only one I got. So in the large church, in the large church, it was so quaint when we were small. But in the small church, we're really growing or we need to grow. So what are you going to do, small church, when you get large? We want to thank you for joining us today for Treasures of Truth, and it is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to a message entitled, Living in the Past, by Pastor Rick DeMichael. And in this week's lessons, we have seen that if we're always living in the past, we can miss the blessings of the present. And God wants you to have a life full of victory, full of joy, and full of purpose, no matter what age you may be. There are great lessons that can be learned from the past, but Jesus Christ also has something special for you today. And if you don't know for sure that Jesus Christ is your Savior, then we encourage you to contact the offices of Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and we will gladly help in any way we can. And as we mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast, if you would like to hear this or other messages by Pastor DeMichael, 
please feel free to visit our website at tvbc.org. That's tvbc.org. You can also visit our YouTube page or follow us on Facebook for more information. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and we would love for you to come join us in our services, which begin with Sunday school at 9.30, followed by the morning service at 10.45. We also have a Sunday evening service at 5.45, and of course all of the services have fully staffed nurseries available for young children, as well as interactive and exciting kids programs for all ages, including junior high, high school, and college age groups. And don't forget our Wednesday night service at 7 o'clock, which has the Master's Club program during the school year for the kids and a Bible study at the same time for the adults over in the main auditorium. We hope to see you soon at Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and may God bless you.